This is Shifting Our Schools, episode 154, Learning from Teams Through a Pandemic. You're listening to the Shifting Our Schools podcast with our host, Jeff Utick. Did you know the Shifting Schools team responds to the requests of listeners like you? The content we share, the questions we ask, the resources we build are inspired by the hundreds of emails, tweets, and Facebook messages we get each month. Do you have a topic or resource you'd love to hear Jeff explore? Head over to our show notes to learn more about ways to be heard. Now, on with the show. Well, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm your host, Jeff Udick. I hope this episode finds you safe and healthy. We have a great episode, and for me, a very special episode for you. If you have been to any of my trainings over the past 10 years, I usually at some point end up talking about my goddaughters. These two young women are incredible. They are thoughtful, smart, and very introspective. At the same time, they care deeply about others. All of this comes through in today's episode where I sit down with them and ask them some questions about their learning through the pandemic. What advice would they give to teachers and school leaders? And what did they learn about themselves during this time as well? We know that every student's experience through this has been different. Some students excelled, some did not. Some engaged and some did not. Throughout this episode, you hear them reflect on the things they felt went well for them, things they learned about themselves, and what they would like to see us as educators focus on in the future. I'm still reflecting on this conversation, and we'll need to go back and listen to it a few more times to truly grasp and think about what this means for me in supporting educators and supporting students now and into the future. There are a couple of themes that came through for me that I'm sure you'll be hearing about in future episodes. As you're going through this episode, we'd love to hear any thoughts that you might have over on Twitter. You can tag us at Shifting Schools or use the hashtag at Shifting Schools. Then maybe there's a quote that comes from these uh, young women uh, that just makes you think or makes you pause and think about what the future holds. I hope you enjoy this episode hearing from teens about their experience through remote, hybrid, and in-person learning. And with that, on with the show. All right, well, welcome back to another Shifting Schools podcast. I'm excited to be here with two very special guests. Uh, For those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, or if you've been in any of my trainings, I often end up talking about my goddaughters. And uh, I was able to get on their busy schedules, being high schoolers and teenagers, uh, to be able to sit down with them to just have a little conversation about what they've learned through the pandemic, their experience with hybrid and remote learning, uh, and just uh, some other ideas. It's always great when we get to hear from students and get the student voice involved. And that's really what today's podcast was all about. So Trinity Kira, welcome to Shifting Our Schools. Hey. Um, Thanks for being here with me. Appreciate it. Uh, we've got a couple of questions. We're going to go through these and uh, we will alternate who goes first just to make it first. So Trinity, I will start with you on the first one. Uh, and then Kara, you can go second answering these questions. So here we go. Question number one, what is one thing you think adults get wrong when they talk about student learning during the pandemic? 
What do you think something that adults and teachers get um, wrong when they talk about so it? I think, I think like from my personal experience with my teachers, they all got it pretty right. Um, they all talked about like student learning and how kind of what I felt it was. I didn't like the new normal. I did not like when anyone talked about new normal. Yo, okay. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there were some teachers that just seemed to not listen to their own words. Mm. Um, and I think they had a really good like idea of what was going on, but it didn't feel like maybe, uh, like, and I'm not like, not all of my teachers did it, but like some other sure. student teachers, it just didn't feel like they really um, understood just mm. that they were saying it like they understood, but they didn't. Oh, okay. So they, they were saying like they understood what was going on, but they didn't really understand. And when you mean they didn't understand the student experience or what they thought the student experience was? Um, so, yeah, I think like uh, we had a, like a big problem uh, with mental health and stuff mm -hmm. and they would say like I know you guys are having like a problem with like your mental health um, yeah. and then they would go on and like assign and then go ahead and assign you a bunch of homework <laughs> like essays and stuff and oh, wow. um, <laughs> and I think like personally my teachers I think did very well but I've heard from other students mm. it just was overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. Interesting. Kira, how about you? Um, my biggest thing that I think teachers get wrong all the time is a lot of my teachers went in thinking, oh, we're going to learn the same amount we did last year. Mm. And that's terrible. I don't, there was no way that that was ever going to work out. Um, and I think part of that too is the AP board told all the teachers that they had to cover everything in that class, no matter Correct. what. And so I have all the teachers giving all this extra homework because they're trying to get us caught up. And then on top of that, the AP board set up like videos you had to watch every day on top of all your classwork if you wanted to be caught up. And I just mm. thought like that was completely unfair. There was, mm. you just can't expect kids to, I mean, there was all this pressure to get good grades, but we didn't sure. have the same amount of resources that we had last year. Yeah. Did you feel overwhelmed at times? Like there was too much stuff? Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. I just think any amount of homework isn't making up for class time that we were hmm. losing. Interesting. I like that. That's a good point. I like that. Awesome. Uh, next question, Kira, you can go first on this one. In what ways did hybrid or remote learning actually provide you with opportunities to work on skills you otherwise wouldn't have tapped into. So like, as you reflect on this process, which has almost been a year now, and I know you girls are back uh, half time and you're about ready to go back uh, full time, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But um, did you, as you kind of reflect on it, were there any skills that you kind of had to hone in on or you think that really started to develop because of this? Um, I think the biggest thing was it gave me more time to do things. Uh, like I became really organized. Um, I definitely, I got really into like fashion. Um, okay. So it kind of helped get me like a online shopping addiction. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right kind of addiction we want an online shopping addiction, but um, I think everybody during the pandemic ended up being an online shopping addiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I definitely got better sleep. There's just so oh, much more time. Mornings feel so much better on days where I don't have to go to school. Hmm. Well, did you find, were you sleeping in more? Like, was your like wake up time different than it was going to school? Was that part of it? You think? Oh yeah. I mean, I woke up at 10. That's way different than 530. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I did like, um, that I could do 
like my homework um in the morning mm. instead of after school because I just felt like I don't know it was a good time to do it so you kind of found like your like we I mean we call it like your power time your power time was like in the morning focus get stuff done so you're kind of a morning person as yeah. far as just like that's your focus time morning person I would right? say one thing that uh happened and it happens with most school years is once the school year started after summer and summers I always like do things like practice my instrument and draw and I stopped doing that again when school started whether or not it was online interesting hmm. that's a good reflection trinity how about you anything that you kind of reflect on that maybe a skill or something you honed during this time yeah um so one uh kind of like what Kira was saying that we have a we had like more time. Like I just, yeah. I just felt like I, like I had a lot more time and I, um, I personally got to work on skills that I was actually interested in. Mm. Um, I had, I actually, I had a lot more time to read books. I read some pretty good ones, um, like working stiff and then bones, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, um, along with get like giving stuff that I was actually interested in. Um, I also interestingly got so much better at math mm. and I used to like, I was okay at math, but I hated algebra. Right. Um, I geometry was like, okay, but I absolutely hated algebra. So I was super scared to go into pre-calc and not understand it, but this is the one year I feel like I actually understand math. Mm. Interesting. Um, and these were like, so my math teacher was pretty nice and she just gave us quizzes, mm-hmm. but they're the highest scores I've ever gotten on quizzes. And yes, we had like more notes we could use and we could use stuff uh, like outside stuff, but um, we'll have the best test scores and I had just a whole much better understanding of math completely when you say you used out outside stuff like did you find yourself watching like videos from youtube to learn it or like did you use any like you said you used outside stuff or we had outside stuff do you think that learning from home allowed you to maybe even like different avenues of things that work for you did you find somebody on youtube that you're like this person explains it in a way i get it was there any of that kind of learning um yeah i there were I didn't find like a specific person that I really mm. like watching their videos, but I could like I just had the time and felt like right. I could like go and watch a video because I don't understand how to do this, and then I watched the video and then woo. And yeah, then okay. I yeah, and I don't know what it is about learning math in a classroom that I just cannot pay attention. Mm. Whereas what what my teacher did was she took videos and it little three minute videos like along with a set of little written notes and for like I just had a whole lot better uh, like I just felt like that was like I wasn't just like dozing off in class and looking awesome awesome so the use of so your your teacher used instructional videos made these little three-minute videos gave Mm -hmm. you some things for you to work on as you're watching the videos or afterwards so good because that's what we're telling teachers to do I'm so glad it worked yay that's great that's great awesome uh Next question, Trinity, you get to go first on this one. What worked for you during hybrid or remote learning that surprised you? What was the kind of a surprise? Um, like I said, like the time. Okay. Really, the time I had, I had time to practice my saxophone. Um, yeah. I got like, yeah, actually practiced my saxophone. 
Like I actually. Where do you think that time came from? Like. Um, well, we only had, so we, our school did it like, um, we had three hour Zooms like every day. Okay. Um, and then we just had the rest of the day to do homework and then. Okay. Just we had time. So it was in that freedom that you had basically three hours of Zoom and then three hours of basically freedom. Yeah. where you got to structure your own time and you just found that you found like you had more time in that, in that three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then I also had more just overall time, like a, to focus on myself um, and my own interests. I made a whole wall of like uh, antique, um, like picture frames. Oh, and, cool. and then like, I actually um, had more time to just focus on my own mental health, even though like everyone's mental health is going down yeah I just I had actually the time to go and get help awesome which I wouldn't have been able to do if I were in school that's so cool I love that Kira how about you something that maybe surprised you about working this way um I'm surprised I survived (laughs) it's a good surprise um I really focus on like I'm really something that my math teacher did that I thought really worked um, was the way that like she taught. And I just think all my other classes should have been more like my math class. Cause what she did, like she had like a ton of resources outside of like, so we had our notes and then she had extra videos for if like you didn't understand the notes. So you didn't have to watch like all those videos all the time. So it wasn't overwhelming. Mm. Um, There's always something there. Um, and then it took off, she took off a lot of the pressure of stuff like grades that most of my other classes had because there was so much like, you know, it's so much harder to like keep my grades up and keep A's where right. it would allow you to resubmit assignments until you got 100%. Okay. And she'd be like, feedback should be like, oh, you got number three wrong because okay. of whatever this is or try doing this. Um, and then we had stuff like test retakes if... Oh, we needed that. So you had multiple chances in order to get the grade that you wanted to get. You could resubmit things the number of times. When you say that she uploaded uh, a bunch of resources, were these videos that she made? Like you didn't have to watch them all, but were they, or were some of them videos that she made, videos that maybe were on the internet or something like that? Was that kind of the? Um, There were videos that her and another teacher made. She has like a best friend math teacher. Oh, cool same classes um so they would just combine their uh they would each make videos like oh cool oh that's great i love that that's so good uh all right next question i think kira you're going first on this one uh what is one change you experienced as a learner during the last year that actually you'd like to see continue into the future like, what is a change that you're like, oh my gosh, in the future, I hope we keep this. Um, again, uh, not with all my classes, but definitely some of them had a lot less pressure Okay. Uh, for every single test. Like, you know, it wasn't the end of the world if you got a bad grade in an assignment. Um, and so having opportunities like that to uh, show that you learned something that you might've gotten a bad grade on earlier is really important. And I think would make it a lot easier on high schoolers so they don't feel so stressed out every time they have uh you know like a big assignment or a big test yeah. so this idea of multiple chances to show what you know and that you're learning yeah awesome i love that 
Trinity, how about you? Um, so a few things, a couple things um, that I really love to continue <laughs> is the types of assignments that our teachers uh, started doing because of Zoom, like because we can't just hand out um, worksheets. Okay. They, they, you know, we did um, uh, slide, like slide presentations and pair decks and then jam boards. And my math teacher did a lot of Desmos activities, which I that was also very good for me learning math. Okay. <laughs> and then also like and Flipgrid also, um, and that one's a little bit more nerve wracking because especially when other kids can see your videos, but I think nah. once you get like comfortable with your class, um, they're really fun for me. Okay. Um, so I just, I like that kind of stuff that is just fun. Okay. And it's not I just agree. a worksheet. I think we need to add more pair decks. They're pretty fun. And they were okay. one of the other things. That's that good feedback. Hard online learning was when my teacher had paradox because it's like asking questions but she only calls on you if you got it right okay yeah. so just um, having multiple different ways of doing assignments not just just the traditional worksheet but just all all these things that technology allows right jam boards and flip grids and paradox and you know a slide presentation there's just all so many ways that you can uh, have different things i love that did any of your teachers and i'm just wondering this did any of your teachers like give an assignment and said, you can use a pair deck, a jam board, a slide, you get to choose. Yes. Is that any part, like the choice of how you turned in an assignment? Did any of your teachers allow you to like choose a technology to turn it in? Yeah. Um, a lot of like visual, like, like visual essays and stuff. Um, okay. Could, visual essays. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we could do like slide presentation, uh, like Canva. And then there's, um, a few other ones that I forget the name of. Yeah. I just love slides. So I use slides every time. But I love slides too. Slides is so easy. You can do so much with it, right? Yeah. That's the best part with slides. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then just another thing that is a little like outside of assignments, kind of just a technicality. Um, but having Zooms, um, in hybrid, because we're in hybrid now. So if you're absent, you can just go on the Zoom ah. and you'll be there. And I think, okay. I I feel like, like that would be hard to continue, but I actually love that. Okay. Because then you wouldn't have to redo your entire school day if you have like a dentist appointment. And ah. you just stay home. Like, yeah. yeah, I just think, yeah. That's so, so you're hoping in the future, there's some way to continue that if I need to miss school, whatever that reason is, and let's even use like the two of you are in marching band and you have to go on a trip, right? Like you're going to go to, you're going to travel to, I don't know, Ellensburg or somewhere um, for a marching band, but that you could still catch up with class or be in class, or you're not having to make up work because, you know, you're spending time on a bus and you have a cell phone and you can be in class. I don't know. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. But then you're missing all the fun bus time you get to do. That's true. That's right. Then you're giving up all the fun bus time, which is part of it, right? Yeah. I think you guys, like every time we talk about your trips, I think you spend more time talking about the stuff that happened on the bus than the actual competition, right? Yeah. It's all about that social time with your friends. That's where you get to hang out with your friends and, and be. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's good though. So, but you're, but just some way to be able to make it easier to quote unquote, make up work. Yeah. Whether that's, yeah. And, and what, how does technology play into that? I love that. I think there's something there. Uh, and, and especially for, you know, and for kids 
in all kinds of situations. You know, you've, if, if some kids have to go to work, uh, how do you be able to, you know, work during the day and go to school at night? I just think there's a lot of things we can use, you know, this idea of Zoom or recording lessons, or there's just something else there. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'd be really easy to just, I don't know, set something up where a kid could just email the teacher and be like, hey, can you record like the class today? Just cause you know, like I can't go or something. Yeah. All right, next question. And I really like this one. In your mind, what is what is one way that teachers can design learning in a way that really engages today's teenager? Like, what did you find that was like really engaging to you that you felt like you're like, you know what, I, I can get passionate about this. This teacher understands teenagers today. They understand what we're going through. Um, so again, like what I said before, like assignments about all the flip grids and slide presentations, okay. I do yeah, that's important. Um, and really, I just love any, whenever a teacher finds a creative way to teach something. Um, my, so my AP US history teacher this year, one, I did not think that I would like AP US history. Okay. Um, two, I do not think I would like it at all on Zoom. <laughs> but, um, but my AP US history teacher, she, she, she was, I think, the best Zoom teacher I had because she put little backgrounds like on her Zoom and it would be like, it'd be like pertaining to the lesson. Okay. Um, and then she also, there were certain times where she'd have like a costume, like she had a pilgrim costume, like a Puritan <laughs> <laughs> And then she had um, um, a woman's suffrage costume. Okay. Uh, and it just made class just happier. It just okay. made and when class is happier you just you're learn. engaged yeah yeah um, and then she also did like um so the whole house had a uh, virtual museum so for uh, an assignment she was like okay so take a look at the virtual like whole house museum and then we had some little questions to answer about it um and I think that was one of the few assignments where after I did the assignment I still looked at the assignment like oh wow okay like, we went through certain rooms of like the whole house and like learned about stuff and then after I was done with the assignment I continued to go through the rest of the museum that okay. they had to put up um and just like finding little stuff like virtual museums and just right that's just super like I like that okay so like a virtual museum tour where you could literally like go visit this historical museum and see stuff you found that engaging yeah that's great and then so yeah so then I actually like APO's history and I didn't think I would but <laughs> um then even for teachers that um I so my favorite one of my favorite teachers ever was he's my freshman chemistry teacher and he he's very old school and hardly knew anything about technology yeah um, but um and we did get a bunch of like worksheets and like he's very old school but I still enjoyed the class um because he was just he like he used his personality like he was just mm. a fun teacher um and and that uh, still came across in a zoom uh well I didn't have him over zoom but okay. I, I'm looking back like at my most engaging teachers okay um yeah and that just that um just like using just having just using your personality and yeah like kids aren't gonna like make fun of you like right okay they do like yeah 
And so like, I think like what, what I'm hearing you say is you're kind of explaining like you, you feel engaged when teacher, when you can tell teachers are having fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When they seem like they're having fun, they've got a smile on their face and they're, whether or not they're goofy, you know, it's not always being goofy. They don't have to put on an act or a show, but just that when you can tell teachers are having fun, you feel like the class is more engaging. Yep. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. Kira, how about you? Um, actually very similar note of Trinity's. I said when teachers are passionate about the subject, mm. like it really, um, you can tell when teachers are just like super excited to teach something that yeah. you enjoy it more. Like it's okay. better that way. Um, Interesting. And again, my AP world teacher, she did stuff where it would be like a game where it'd be like, would you survive the witch trial? <laughs> stuff Very like cool. that, that were really dumb. Um, or like the Oregon trail, like, you know, stuff, games like that. Where yeah. they were, uh, write down how far you got in the game and submit the assignment. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. It's just really nice. And I also think that it's a lot easier to enjoy a subject when uh, teachers don't make it impossible to get an A in their class. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like my that. two points. Okay, your two points. <laughs> don't make it impossible to get an A. I yeah, need a way to get an A in your class. I not like enjoying that. the subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the next question I think is, is I think really interesting with, you know, everything that we've gone through in the last year and you, you know, you two girls have spent, uh, you know, the first half in remote and then you, you're now back in hybrid and you're getting ready to go back full time, which I think this is a great time to be kind of reflecting all of this. But we do have a lot of school principals and superintendents even who listen to the podcast. And as we're kind of talking about that, what would you say, you know, as they're thinking like, you know, they're thinking about next school year. And they're starting to think about, okay, what's going to happen next school year? Like, we're going to get everybody back. It's looking like school is going to start normal. I won't use the word new normal. How about that? It's just going to start normal next year. Um, if, you had, if you had something to say to a superintendent or a school principal about what is, what is something that you think they should be prioritizing as they're looking towards the future that, that teenagers really are going to need as we come out of this? I totally think mental health and okay. like social skills. We missed an entire year of like a key part of development in social skills. Right. And I just think a lot of times schools are all like, oh yeah, um, you got it here. We want everybody to be happy and stuff like that. And then just completely forget about it. You know, they say mm. a few things every once in a while. Right. Um, and they just don't really pay attention or uh give resources to help kids and obviously you know i'm not i don't know all the answers i don't know right. how to fix the problem right uh but, but it's just obviously it's what i think is the most important thing what we need just a real to focus on mental health of kids coming yeah. out of this i love that trinity how about you um so yeah i think mental health is extremely important um i think like um, I do think like I've kind of followed like what our district and our school leaders have been doing um, and we so we just had a rough year for students this year and they're trying to um, figure stuff out um, and they've done some good things like I think they're trying to hire some professionals to put into our schools and then mm -hmm. 
Um, I think they made like a committee, but I think one thing that a lot of people had a problem with is in like board meetings and stuff, uh, people would go in and like say like students and parents of um, like even parents of students who had like committed suicide yeah would go in to the school board meetings and they wouldn't listen to them mm -hmm. so i think the biggest thing is to make sure and i know like it's hard when like i don't know what it's like to be on the school like on the school board or anything yeah. um but i just think you need to listen to the students and listen to the parents and just hear what they have to say mm -hmm. and not go about mental health blindly mm. um, I love that. Yeah. And we're not trying yeah, to like absolutely. trick them or anything. We just want to like get help for kids. Like we aren't yeah. like trying to like, oh, like don't give me homework. I'm too lazy. Like right. no. If a kid's stressed out, they're stressed out. They don't. Mm. It's not an excuse all the time, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing, so I just two things. And the second thing that I think that they should uh, probably work on is um, the equity, diversity, and inclusion committee. Mm. Um, and my school just started. We just made one this year, and it's just starting up. Um, and we've actually been able to do a good amount of work. But I, schools, when they're focusing on mental health, they have to remember that there's more. There's more aspects to mental health, um, and everything affects mental health, including if the student doesn't feel safe. Right. Or feel alone um so i think also making sure that you have a space to help kids who are marginalized in marginalized groups and then to give them resources and then to have them be able to make sure that they have a voice too i love that um, yeah yeah and you're on that committee correct yes for your school yeah and when did you guys start that you just you just started that not long ago right yeah, we just start. We started at the beginning of the year, and then also we got a new superintendent, and then mm -hmm. um, she, I think, started a couple. Okay, that's great. I think you're right. You know, there's so much that goes into mental health, and you know, you know, making sure every kid is safe, uh, making sure you have uh, adults in support. Like it sounds like your school is starting to hire more um, mental health professionals to be there for kids. I love your idea, you know, Kira, that if a kid is saying they're stressed out, they're really stressed out. Like they're not just saying that to get out yeah. of work. Like there's other things going on in your life that, you know, and when we all know that when your stress hits such a level, then it, I mean, you can't, you can't function, right? Like it, everything else starts to unravel on you. And so how do we help and support each other uh, through that? So that's awesome. I love that. And I mean, I felt stressed out from the amount of homework that I got this year and just yeah. having to deal with everything. And I'm like the ideal situation kid, you know, right. I don't struggle with school. I don't have any like at home problems or stressors. And like to think about what like kids who do struggle with school just normally, like without online school. Yeah. Um, you can only imagine. I think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I can only imagine what it was like for them. Like if you already struggled with school and now you're trying to do it with Zoom and you don't have this family support, you know, you don't have all the supports that you guys, um, that you have. I mean, your mom's a teacher uh, and a school counselor. I mean, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of support in your house um, and, you know, surrounded by family and friends who, who understand as well. And, 
you know, I just think, but I, I love that you're thinking of others. You know, that's one of the things I've always loved about you girls is that you're, you're constantly thinking about, you know, yeah, that's my experience, but I know that's not every kid's experience. And how do we support, how do we support ourselves as a community? It's so cool. Um, all right. Next question for educators who are listening to the show. What is one thing you really care about that you want them to know? Like, what is it that you're like, you know what? This is one thing that I think every educator really needs to know about this generation. What do you think, Trinity? Um, yeah, uh, again, mental health. Yeah, okay. Uh, we all know this is a pandemic. This is yeah. not normal. It's not normal. Mm -hmm. I think uh, learning is important, but we have to prioritize mental health right now. Mm -hmm. um, and also, so I know teachers we're definitely not prepared. No one was prepared for a pandemic. Um, and teachers aren't trained counselors. They weren't, right. they're not gonna, they don't go in thinking that they're gonna have to deal with all of this, all of these mental health problems that are happening, especially if they've been working for years and years. Um, and just how in the generations, mental health has become such a big thing. Um, so I think teachers just really need to start focusing on how they can handle these problems because I mean it used to not be it used to not be their responsibility but yeah. now they have to start focusing on it mm. and I think they just and they have to and another thing they have to deal with their own problems and then deal with their students problems right so I think teachers uh, just like take care of yourselves and then even a simple check-in like a simple, like maybe a weekly check-in just to um, make sure that your students are doing okay. And if someone needs help, that you can really help them out. Um, and I think if, I think now is just the right time for really teachers to start learning how they can handle with students' mental health, health mm -hmm. and how they can help them um, and watch out for them. So even as you're coming back in hybrid and then we're, you know, coming back full time, you think this is a time, have, have you found that? Like, I know you guys are in hybrid learning now. Are you finding that teachers are checking in more, that there are more of that? I know, and this is like, I've already been telling, and like you girls know, you send me a text message, it gets shared, you know, and I reach out to you all the time. And, and Trinity, you wrote something in a text message where you said, you know, I hate icebreakers, but I really think we need some icebreakers right now. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, but part of that is, right? It's getting to know your peers who you've only seen over Zoom and you might not know them all because you they were in different classes last year. Do you just see as, as you're coming back into hybrid, it, do you see, do you see that kind of, is that, is that helpful? Do you think like uh, any of that kind of stuff? I don't think I got enough icebreakers, but here is my suggestion for icebreakers. I think every teacher needs to hear. We don't know these people and saying what our favorite color is and our favorite food is not going to make us know each other. Uh. Set a day aside and play a game of risk. Like if you're a history class, risk. Economics, okay. play some Monopoly. You okay. know, like a group of like four because then you're like actually getting to know each other. And Ooh, I, found I like that. With my PE class, because we were playing games with each other, you know, I felt like I got to know those kids so much better. I felt so much more comfortable with being like, oh yeah, do you want to work together? Oh, interesting. Um, because we were doing just getting to like not feel each other's personalities. More. Right. Yeah. Cause you're playing together in PE. So you have this yeah. kind of like, yeah. So it's like true. It's like true getting to know each other, not a fake. What's your color? What's your favorite food type yeah. of thing. Some like really, I like that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. um, and also 
I just, going into hybrid was the most awkward thing I had ever done in my entire life because I was with like five other students. Um, I never talked to them in my life before. Um, and I think the best things that like teachers did, we didn't really do any icebreakers when we came back, but mm. when a teacher got onto a topic, like maybe after they were done with the lesson, um, yeah. just like say like, I don't know, like, I had this conversation about cars. Like we yeah. just talked about how our cars were freezing in the morning for the last okay. class. And it was, I felt it was great. Yeah. I'm happy. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's the idea of having something common, right? Like we can all talk about how getting in our car in the morning is freezing cold and we can all talk about our experiences. And I think that ties back to what Kira was saying. Like they're true moments of bonding. Right. There's this idea of creating true moments of bonding, whether it's playing games and, and Kira, we see that all the time at every grade level, like kindergartners play games to get to know each other, to learn how to make friendships. Like, I think that is such a great thing. Or in your, your case, Trinity, like what are real things we're all experiencing? Our cars being cold in the morning or, Hey, where do you go to get the cheapest gas? Or, you know, whatever this happens to be as you're 16 and the rest of your friends are 16 and you're all learning to drive. And the, you know, you got this whole other new world that's out there. Um, I like that. So it's this idea of it can't just be icebreakers, but they've got to be true moments that allow you to get to know someone. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Awesome. Last question. Last question. Then I'll let you get back to your busy schedules. In what way do you think hybrid, maybe at all hybrid or remote learning has made you think about, you know, kind of what you want to do in the future? Um, do you, has, has anything changed or has anything allowed you to go deeper into researching that? Um, it just kind of like reinforced my, uh, I already thought this, that I need to work with people okay. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to like, and in like an engineering think tank sort of thing, right. you know, with a team or a group of people instead of like over zooms all the time yeah yeah you want to be you so you found out that you really do better collaboratively in physical spaces with others oh yeah i totally yeah. think that if i were like let's say i have like some work that i would do better if somebody was like talking about like their day next to me while i was trying to work than if i was like alone <laughs> Like just being near people yeah. gets better results out of me. That's so good. That's so good. That's so reflective. Um, I love that. Cause I, I mean, I'm very much the same way. Like I am, you know, I can do presentations over zoom, but it's nothing like being in front of people, right. Working collaboratively yeah. with people in the real life. Trinity, how about you? I'm a little scared to ask cause I know <laughs> what you want to do in life, but I'm going to ask anyways. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have wanted to be a medical examiner since my freshman year of high school. Yeah. I think even before then, like, I think like my eighth grade, like summer, I was like, this is where I want to be. <laughs> so you I dissected always... a frog and you were like, why am I stopping at frogs? <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, so I think like over this uh, course of the pandemic, uh, one, I read a lot of books on it. I like, working stiff bones and then stiff and then yeah. yeah and then I just like got some random medical books life and medicine they're just sitting in my little library and yeah. I read them sometimes <laughs> um, 
And then I've also, like, I've just had a lot of time to research, like, my what schools I want to go to, the mm. what pathways I want to take. And then my absolute favorite thing, I got the chance to get in touch with a medical legal examiner. Oh, cool. Um, so I actually got to talk to her a little bit um, about what her experience with that kind of job, how it really, like, affects her and what it's really, truly like. Mm. Um and it was really helpful for me. And even though I know it is going to be a very taxing job, yeah. but just, I just, everything that I've learned about it just makes me, I just still, I want to continue down this awesome. path. Um, and then I also, my grandpa, bless mm -hmm. his heart, he owns a little ranch and um, so he has a access to a lot of small animals that will die either of natural causes or are pests to his ranch and yeah. also cows that will be butchered. So yeah. he gives me the hearts, he gives me the little animals he finds, um, and he sends them down and I can dissect them. So yeah. basically this entire year I've been practicing my little dissecting skills. I and love I, it. I have a little dissection kit and a little <laughs> dissect. It's been great. That's and, great. Yeah. I've mm. just definitely become even more passionate. How did you read? Did you reach out to the mental examiner or did you know somebody that knew her? Did you just write an email and saying, Hey, or, or how did that come about? Um, yeah. So my dad knew her. Um, okay. And so he got me in touch with her. And, oh, perfect. Yeah. And then you just talked over Zoom for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think, yeah. It was, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. That's great. That's awesome. Well, any last words or advice or anything else you'd like to share with uh, the millions of educators or four, it's somewhere between four and a million that listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, any other things you'd like to share with them before we, we call it an episode? Um, I think just keep it real. Keep it real. We're we're in like something that hasn't happened in America in like a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Just roll with yeah. it and just keep it in perspective. Be, yeah. Be in, yeah. be aware. Be aware. I like that. I like that. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedules to be a part of the podcast. And um, I know this is going to be one of our most listened to episodes because everybody loves to hear from kids. So don't be surprised if I hit you up again, uh, and we do this all again. Okay. What is one thing you're, what's one thing, like, what, what are you most looking forward to? Cause I think on April 19th, you're going back full time, five days yeah. a week, correct? Like, and I know you're excited marching band starting because you're both in marching band. What are you most excited about? Like getting back to normal, um, what excites you the most? everyone's going to be there, you know, everyone's I'm going to have a full classroom. Um, and that's, I mean, I'm excited for that. That's yeah. my, more people, more friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like marching band, any kind of group activity. It's so always just, a lot of fun. So you're just excited to get back around people. Yeah. 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 Trinity, how about you? Yeah. Pretty much what she said. Yeah. Just I mean, yeah, I, I personally think it's scary going back. Um, I also, I'm kind of, I'm an introvert, You're but right. I also will be around friends more. Yeah. 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 I um, love that. I really, one thing for teachers going like back to full time, I hope and I pray that they don't 
give the same amount of homework when we go back. <laughs> keep it, keep it real. Understand yeah, what's going on. Five days a week. You cannot, yeah. just please don't maintain the four hour homework. <laughs> <laughs> Good so advice. Good advice. I like it. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, on behalf of all the teachers and principals and superintendents who listen to the podcast, thank you for taking some time for being thoughtful in your responses. Um, so much great stuff in here that we'll be talking about, I know, in future episodes. I think for me, the theme that came out of this one um, is how much you both are really focused in on the mental health of kids, like your, your own mental health, but also the mental health of just teenagers in general. Um, and I know you've been in contact with your friends and, and, you know, uh, through classes and through all the channels. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that. And I think that to me is a theme as educators, as principals, as school leaders, something we really need to pay attention to is making sure we're taking care of the mental health of our students. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Did this week's story inspire you? Are you looking for a conversation on a specific topic? Reach out to the Shifting Schools team through any of our social media channels linked in our show notes. Shifting Our Schools podcast is a proud production of the Shifting Schools team. For more resources to support you in shifting your school, be sure to explore our collection of free ready-to-roll guides available at shiftingschools.com.